You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing Services PMIs. I'm Barry Field from our Customer Treasury Unit and joining me on the podcast today is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. A quick reminder to our listeners and customers, this data indicates the direction of activity more so than the actual levels of activity. Jumping straight into it, Ollie, the AIB Irish Manufacturing PMI posted another strong number of 60.3 in September, trending slightly down from August figure of 62.8 and down on the record high in May. What are these numbers telling us and how does it compare to other countries? Okay, well, firstly, very simply, they tell us that the manufacturing sector is continuing to experience rapid growth. Uh, Now, that's not surprising, given that we're coming out of lockdown, etc. It is true that the number has dipped a bit. And, uh, you know, I think some of the headlines uh, in terms of the report that might have been picked up was was the lowest uh, since since March. But I I think the key thing here is, even though it's the lowest since March, it's the sixth highest reading on record. This goes back to the 1990s in terms of when the survey commenced. Uh, and it's also the sixth month in a row we have seen the index above 60. Now, anything above 50 signals growth, right? And if you're up to, if you're up to the mid-50s, it's a strong growth. Above 60 signals very, very rapid growth. So um, there's no doubt that looking across the, the, the global economy and other countries, manufacturing, the growth of manufacturing activities begin to moderate. And it, it, it's not so much that there's, there's a weakening of demand. I mean, the problem actually is a shortage of inputs and supply disruptions, and even in some cases, maybe labour market shortages. But overall, for the Irish index, it's at a very high level still, even though it's off its peak, as you say, reached earlier on in the summer. Okay, very good. And with regards, I suppose, the services PMI, moving on to that, um, the AIB Irish services PMI for September showed that the sector continues to experience fairly strong growth, a number of 63.7, which is actually the exact same as August. Um, How are we looking on the services side? Well, actually, as you say, it was unchanged from uh, August. That's a very high number. As I said earlier on, anything about 60 is really, really strong growth territory. So, again, the more than the uh, manufacturing side, we've, we've seen a number of months now where the index has been above 60. Uh, and it signals, you know, continuing very strong growth in the sector. Now, as elsewhere, there's been an easing in PMI surveys in, in other countries over the last couple of months. But in Ireland, the lockdown, we, we were one of the last countries to emerge from a lockdown. So the fact that we were later coming out shows us much more pent-up demand and the sector is still reopening. I mean, restrictions are continuing to be um, lifted. And overall, you know, growth in, in activities accelerating. I think what we saw in uh, actually September, even though the overall index was unchanged at a very high level, we actually saw a pickup in new business and in particular a strengthening of new export business, which is a very positive sign. And, you know, this, this covers a number of sectors across, service sectors across the economy. And on all those sectors that are covered in the survey, survey they experience strong growth. Like the manufacturing side, I mean, both, both services and manufacturing have, have common features. We're seeing continued strong growth in both sectors in terms of employment. We're seeing a backup in terms of unfulfilled orders. So outstanding business on the service side. Uh, unfulfilled orders on the manufacturing side. Uh, so signs of increasing capacity constraint. And uh, in both the services and manufacturing sector, I have to say it's striking how optimistic uh, firms are uh, about the outlook over the next 12 months, despite the, right, the, the capacity constraints. 
despite the delays in terms of sourcing raw materials, despite the labour shortages, they remain very optimistic on the outlook. I think what's common to both, though, in terms of, uh, I suppose, downside, and this is probably no surprise to, to listeners, is very marked signs of rising cross cost pressures in both manufacturing services activity so um what we're seeing on the manufacturing side is that both input and output prices are rising at a record pace Uh, and on the services side it's it's at 20-year highs in terms of the increase in input costs and the increase that service providers are charged in terms of further services so that really reflects the fact that one we have this massive surge demand but uh, the supply side of the economy here and elsewhere is struggling to meet that strong growth in demand. As I say, you know, we have we have shortages of raw materials, we have shortages of inputs, we have delays in transportation, uh, we have shortages of lorry drivers, we have shortages of labour. I mean, there's, there's a lot of help wanted signs. No, it's in pockets of the economy. Uh, obviously, we still have high numbers of people in a lot of economies which are unemployed. But it is it is proving difficult for the supply side to meet that surge in demand, and that translates itself into upper pressure on costs and prices. So, not surprisingly, I mean it's come to the fore in financial markets over the last couple of weeks. A real worry that the supply bottlenecks may last for longer than expected. We have seen renewed upper pressure on energy prices, for example. Uh, a lot of talk about gas prices. Uh, oil prices heading back up towards eighty dollars a barrel, so th- I think this is going to be a feature right through the right through the winter and into into ne- the early part of next year. All the signs are it's going to take longer for these supply bottlenecks to unwind. Uh, so we are going to be faced with higher cost pressures, and the supply side struggling to meet with that surge in demand. Now the central banks are confident that over time, you know, the supply side will will, will unlock supply will increase the demand and surge it's not surprising to see a demand surge after such long periods of lockdowns that, that will abate so uh but for business services and manufacturing th- th- those are the problems but the big picture here is they're in a very i suppose strong growth business environment activities picked up a lot demand is very robust you know household incomes have been supported and economies are emerging from this downturn in good shape so for businesses in the service and manufacturing side what's coming through is their activity levels are high their growth rates are high they just wish they could produce more or have more to sell to meet that that uh, surge in demand that we're seeing okay very good so fair to say that things while we're seeing a, a slight downward trend in the numbers they're still very strong and things still looking quite positive for the irish economy as we look to close yeah. out this year and into next year. Well, they haven't even trended down the services side. I mean, what, what both are telling you is both sectors are growing at a rapid pace. And that is like, it might moderate over the next number of months, but I think we can expect to see strong growth continue over the balance of this year and into uh, probably well through 2022. I'd say the demand is there. The, you know, the, the suppliers, the manufacturers, the construction side, they're all struggling to meet that demand. So that's the challenge. And that imbalance between supply and demand has resulted in these price pressures. Now, the central banks keep assuring us, you know, these will prove temporary. They may take longer to, to fall back than we, than we originally anticipated. The supply bottlenecks may last longer than we originally anticipated. But this will rectify itself over the next year or 18 months and inflation will fall back. So it's just to recognize that situation. That's a challenge. You know, this strong rebound in economic activity is bringing challenges for a lot of businesses in terms of sourcing the raw materials, sourcing the labor, 
uh, facing higher input costs, etc. But demand looks, you know, that demand picture looks, that strong demand picture looks well underpinned and likely to be sustained for quite some period of time. I'd say we have record levels of household savings. We have, you know, people returning to work in large numbers. They, what we call the scar in the labour market. It doesn't look like the job losses are going to be that significant from this recession. So all in all, you know, and a budget coming up next week, which is likely to, you know, be pro-growth again. So overall, you know, the the outlook remains favourable for economic activity, but the challenges are meeting that surge in demand, resolving the bottlenecks, and, and that will take some time. Okay, brilliant. Ollie, as always, thanks for your time and input. And thank you to all of our customers and listeners for joining us today. Stay close to all our latest podcasts by pressing the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. For those customers impacted by the pandemic, you can find the details of AIB support packages at www.aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.